You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, all Cleveland, and welcome back for your Thursday episode of Locked On Browns. Uh, we continue to you know, go through here getting ready for free agency, the uh, tampering window, so to speak, to open on Monday. Uh, words of official deals on Monday, which will become officially official on Wednesday, St. Patrick's Day of next week. A lot going on with the league. We're going to get to all that here. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Make sure you're following on Twitter. DMs open, as everybody knows. Also, make sure you are checking everything out over the Lockdown Browns Twitter account, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are open over there as well. Your Thursday episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and be sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. Uh, some of your bigger news in the NFL today. We've been waiting around for the official word on the 2020 salary cap. We finally have that word today, and that will be 182.5 million, down almost 28 million dollars from the 2020 season. Uh, as you've been seeing with many teams over the last couple of days, a lot of maneuvering, uh, a lot has to be done to get yourself into onto that right number for next week. Uh, you know, either at the cap or under the cap. Browns right now, 25 million and change under the cap. That's great. Um, but a lot of in-house work to be done, a lot of outhouse work to be done. Uh, you're certainly going to need about somewhere between five and a half to six million to sign your rookie pool, which will come in late April. But your salary cap for the 2021 NFL season, $182.5 million. That's what Andrew Berry and his team have to work with. Your compensatory picks were awarded today for the 2021 NFL Draft. As expected, after you signed Jack Conklin last year, after you signed Austin Hooper last year, the Browns are not in line for any compensatory picks. Still hold nine picks in this year's draft. Solid number. Uh, a lot of work can be done with uh, you know the amount of ammunition that the Browns have. So as far as that, you're not too concerned. Uh, again, it was a big offseason for him last year, free agency-wise. Um, appears it could be a big, big free agency uh, period for them again. As we spoke, um, you know, last night with Pete, and as you know, it's been going on this week. There is going to be a large amount of players available at the Eds position that the Browns are certainly, certainly going to need, and now have a big hole in the fact that they no longer have a starter outside opposite of Miles Garrett, whether it's Anik Ngakwe, Carlos Dunlap, Trey Hedrickson, Tack McKinley, Carl Lawson, uh, Hora from the Detroit Lions, Hassan Riddick, a personal favorite from the Cardinals, maybe a bit undersized. These are the names we're going to be following fast and furiously on Monday. Uh, you're going to be looking, you know, Unique Ngakwe, uh, talking to our Lockdown Raven host, uh, Kevin Ostriker. He doesn't feel uh, that Judon or Yannick Ngakwe will be back with the Ravens next year. Uh, 26 years old for Ngakwe, just a pup, very similar to Miles Garrett. Not the athlete uh, has produced. Last year wasn't the best year for him as he you know, moved around you know, quite a bit. Got to you know, Minnesota late. Then as Minnesota was going nowhere, they pawned him off 
to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, kind of a lost year for uh, Yannick Ngakwe, but still a solid, solid player. And I believe this is somebody, the Browns, for me, this is probably the top guy for me on my board. I understand Trey Hendrickson, uh, as you all heard last night, Pete's a big fan. A lot of people surrounding the Browns feel that this is a big name to bring in here. It's not a knock. Uh, maybe I just prefer Yannick Ngakwe. But with these names available, I don't think there's a way the Browns can essentially go wrong here. You have a needed edge. You're going to have the money to pay said edge player. And go ahead and get it done. I mean, anything where you can get, and some of these names, you might get a player a little bit better than Olivier Vernon, uh, you know, bring a little bit more to the fold, uh, you know, than you had last season with Olivier Vernon, who, you know, finally played well in his last season with the Browns. Uh, it's, you just, it's just key. It's paramount. It's going to help the coverage, uh, you know, and the more pieces you can get in here and you keep a Port Augustine, uh, a Joe Jackson, uh, Curtis Weaver finds a way to be something that can be useful within this system, all just aids everybody on the defense as a whole. As we mentioned, Olivier Vernon um, traded two seasons ago in the Kevin Zeitler deal. Uh, Kevin Zeitler released today from the New York Giants. Riley uh, Rafe, uh, offensive tackle, released from the Minnesota Vikings. A lot, and I mean a lot of offensive linemen have gotten their walking papers over the last few weeks. It's going to be a deep, deep group available. The Browns probably going to sit out offensive line, whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft. This is something that I have to worry about putting their money towards. They have their line. When you have the number one offensive line in the NFL, running the ball, throwing the ball, uh, it's it's a really good situation to have. And the fact that this offseason is going to be so different Especially with the cap being manipulated that it, you know, the way that it is, it's going to be a lot easier for Andrew Barry and his team to go to work and not necessarily have to worry about so much when there's certain positional groups that they're not going to have to look at during free agency. Just makes for which should be a pretty pretty, you know, it needs to be a strong free agent hall. But unlike years past, it doesn't have to be diverse. You don't have to look for a major hall. If you can get edge out of the way, maybe one secondary piece out of the way, the draft should be able to fulfill a lot of what the Browns need after that. We're going to get some more talk here about you know free agencies. Uh, I'm sorry, free agency at the secondary position, free agency also you know as far as possible wide receivers. Could there be a fit there? We're going to continue with a little more here on your Thursday edition of Locked On Browns. Whether you are a do-it-yourselfer or you're a professional, one place that is the easiest and simplest to maneuver to find auto parts you're looking for, rockauto.com. The catalog is deep and diverse, depending on whether it's your Sunday driver, your daily commuter, anything you need, you can find at rockauto.com. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are same for professionals and, again, for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. 
I, we did last night, we went through the edge position. Obviously, we did a little bit more here in the first segment today. Um, but the, the names, the cuts just keep on rolling in regardless of positions. Um, so some other positional groups, just some names that are going to be out there uh, starting next week, you know, at positions of need for your Cleveland Browns. Talk about the wide receiver position, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Kenny, Coll- Kenny Galladay, probably the true bona fide number one available as a wide receiver in this free agent class. Got to wonder if the Jets or the Giants or somewhere are going to be you know, s- sniffing around that one. Will Fuller, formerly a Houston, how healthy is he? Corey Davis, it took a while, but really, really start to put himself together uh, the last couple of seasons for the Tennessee Titans. I know a popular name, obviously, Browns-wise, Curtis Samuel from the Carolina Panthers uh, brings an asset not just the receiver. Uh, you can fake to him. You can hand it to him. You can do running back things with him. Antonio Brown, not going to happen. Sammy Watkins, not interested. T.Y. Helton, nah, not really interested. Marvin Jones Jr., feels like he's probably a Ram already. Nelson Aguilar, believe it or not, Nelson Aguilar had a really solid season last year for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't bring him back. But then again, this is the Las Vegas Raiders we're talking about. And they have no idea what they're doing. So it's hard for us, any of us, to figure out essentially what they're doing. Uh, John Brown released today from the Bills. Emmanuel Sanders released today from the Saints. Uh, players probably on the other side of what was the best time in their you know, NFL careers. A.J. Green, Rashard Perriman. We're going to keep beating that drum for you. Um, some of his, you know, the biggest success he's had in the NFL was with Baker Mayfield. Brings a big body, gets vertical. Certainly something that could be of use here. Alshon Jeffrey. Just no Golden Tate, Larry Fitzgerald, Rashard Higgins. Yeah, I think we all know how we feel about Hollywood. Uh, Josh Reynolds from the Rams, Keelan Cole, John Ross, Chris Conley from Jacksonville, Deshaun Jackson. These names, as you go through them, there's nothing here that really pops other than Kenny Galladay. There is nothing there that truly pops. And you say, wow, if we could get our hands on so-and-so, it's just not there. It's just not there. And if the Browns are going to look to do some work here, you might as well get younger, work them in, and then see where you're at in 2022 when perhaps it's time to start moving on, you know, from some of the veterans of this wide receiver group making a lot, a lot of money. You look at the linebacker position, Jayon Brown from Tennessee, a player that I grew fond of, uh, you know, last couple of years, obviously this year cut short. Uh, Matt Bellano from Buffalo. I'm not sure he's the athlete that they are looking for. K.J. Wright from Seattle. I'm not going to lie. That name's pretty interesting. And for all intents and purposes, everybody will tell you he was better than Bobby Wagner last year, which certainly helps you raise an eye. Denzel Perriman from the Chargers. Again, you know, I'm not sure if that's the guy you're going to pay that type of money to. You know, the Browns own free agents and B.J. Goodson and Malcolm Smith. Keon Alexander certainly would be an interesting name if it wasn't for the you know, ruptured Achilles that he's getting over uh, himself as well. Uh, Devondra Campbell, uh, you know, the player I always liked, um, but I don't think he fits the athleticism chart that the Browns are essentially looking for here. Again, linebacker class, Michael Kendricks, you know, we've done that road before, Brandon Copeland, Kevin Minter. These are, you know, we're talking about folks from yesterday. Uh, the wide receiver group with the Bengals yesterday, uh, not putting a tag on William Jackson. He's available. Shaq Griffin from the Seahawks, probably the two best day one starters, you know, guys you're going to sign and they will start for you right away. Richard Sherman doesn't believe, you know, he fits here. 
Jason Verrett, a player everybody loved for years, and then you know terribly the injuries have just you know taken over. Um, put together a solid year last year for San Francisco, but uh, you're gonna roll that dice. You're gonna pay that price tag. We'll see. Patrick Peterson, Xavier Rhodes, two players you know where their best ball is not behind them. Malcolm Butler, uh, surprisingly, you talked to some Titans folks. He was the best defensive player last year. Interesting that he was released, but again, you know, Malcolm Butler is no spring chicken. Desmond King, a player I love, but I think due to his versatility, he is going to get paid extremely, extremely well. Troy Hill from the Rams, certainly, certainly an interesting name. Uh, you know, Chidube Awuze, uh, this name has been brought up a couple of times by some guests on here in the last few days. You know, Ronald Darby, at least he's a guy that's capable of playing. LaMarcus Joyner can play more than one position. I've mentioned Sidney Jones. Uh, former second-round pick for the Eagles. Injuries derailed his career to this point, but still a huge, huge fan. Uh, Josh Norman, not going to go that route. Jason McCourty, uh, we've been down that road before. Drake Kirkpatrick, this just, you know, I think for what the Browns are ultimately going to look for, I think the draft will be their best avenue for that. Just peaking, you know, second year in a row, best safety on the market, according to this chart. Anthony Harris from Minnesota, maybe the price tag has come down to a point where maybe it's more of a possible possibility. The Browns, you know, uh, bring Harris back with some of the Minnesota contingent that he's familiar with. You heard Pete wax poetic last night about John Johnson from the Rams with Marcus Williams sticking with the Saints for the time being. Uh, John Johnson looks to be a really, really solid piece here. Uh, if you're looking, you know, Keanu Neal, possibility. Obviously, a lot of Browns fans will always talk about Malik Hooker. Uh, Trey Boston, it seems like we've been trying to rumor and will and talk Trey Boston into this Browns secondary for, what, three, four off seasons now at this point. Uh, you figure if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Kenny Vaccaro released today by the Titans, and this is after he just actually was part of a group that opened a restaurant down in Nashville. So certainly, uh, you know, interesting there. Solid veteran, uh, maybe not the player he used to be, but a solid player nonetheless. Uh, anybody want to bring back Andrew Sandejo? Going once, going twice. No, I didn't think so. Um, again, you know, we'll see if bigger names come arise. The Marcus Williams was the target. You really, really thought with the situation that the Saints were in cap-wise, that would be something where he was going to get to the market. You were going to have the ability to pounce. Uh, you know, Saints did a great job in creating cap space, uh, and they went and tagged uh, Marcus Williams, which means that hole is even bigger for them now. Uh, but now, you know, here's the situation where you're at. You're going to weigh out and see if, you know, you are ready to go full tilt for perhaps John Johnson. See what the ult- the Saints are ultimately going to do with Marcus Williams. Are they maybe trying to maneuver some sort of trade possibility? Who knows? Uh, not really too sure. You know, I- I've talked a lot about maybe possibly adding a running back. But again, you-, you see how fast the running back position just ends in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously, is going to get paid very well. Chris Carson, probably going to draw a decent number. But then you get into the Kenyon Drakes of the world, the James Connors, the Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack coming off of an injury, Jamal Williams, Green Bay, Duke Johnson, good old friend. Don't think he's ever going to come back here. Hell, even a visit. Uh, James White from New England, certainly an interesting name. Figure probably he ends up, finds his way to Tampa Bay, uh, headed on down I-95 South. But again, the running back position, it dries up quickly in the NFL. And for me, if you're never going to pay somebody a second contract anyway, my suggestion would be go ahead and get one in the draft. I personally would do it this year. I'd rather get somebody accustomed to this situation 
because if you're going to move on from Nick Chubb in 2022, you want to give this young man who's ever going to be part of the backfield going further as much time to get acclimated, as much time as takes to be ready because you're certainly got some uh, big boy shoes to fill. We're going to get to a little bit more here. I got some listener questions as we'll continue to roll it out. Your Thursday edition of Locked on Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd. Just because football season has stopped does not mean your appetite for sports wagering has to. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we at Locked On trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. NCAA Conference Tournaments. NCAA Tournament starts next week. NHL. NBA. MLB opening day just weeks away. And, of course, prop bets on the NFL drafts. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The improved Bilt Bar is even deliciouser. Go to BiltBar.com right now. Check out our bracket for March, pitting your favorite flavors against each other. We're going to need a champion over there. Six new flavors currently at Bilt Bar. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they are easy to chew. Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile on the cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Go to BillPar.com. Again, use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code LOCKDOWN20. For 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And it's time for the third and final segment of your Thursday Lockdown Browns. We've got a bunch of listener questions, and I appreciate you guys for sending these in. Uh, certainly helps the show. Um, and as much as I, you know, we put into the show day in, day out to be able to get the impact and feedback from you guys, and certainly including listener questions, which allow, you know, topics of what you guys want to hear about. I'll always tell you, and you guys know this, this show doesn't go on without the faithful Locked On Brown family. Uh, some listener questions. Right off the bat, uh, at Russell underscore TOS, who's a surprise restructure that nobody has discussed? And Russ goes with Joel Batonio. I'm not going to lie. It's actually an interesting name uh, as the you know elder statesman of this offensive line. And Joel has made a ton of money in this game. And Joel has been a part of the absolute worst of times here in Cleveland. I think if it came push to shove, and you heard Andrew Barry talk about this the other day, we're right where we need to be. As far as speaking about the cap and free agency, what that meant, folks, was code for we have the ability to move some money around if we need. And I'm sure some of these players have been spoken to. It will not be a shock to them if they are asked you know, to you know, do some restructuring here. Joel Batonio isn't a terrible name. And the th- other thing is, if you can get Joel Batonio to perhaps manipulate his little co- uh, his contract a little bit for the greater good of the roster, for the greater good of the organization, I think you're going to have some other players say, well, if it's okay for Joel, it's certainly okay for me. 
Uh, J.C. Treader may fall into that line, too. And if it's okay for the NFL Players Association president to manipulate his contract for the good of everybody involved with the Cleveland Browns, you'll see some other players start to fall in line as well. Uh, at Casey Kinnaman, at Casey underscore Kinnaman, if the Browns were to go corner at 26, who are some prospects you think would fall in that range? I think cornerback 26 is a very, very, very high probability. That is if the Browns can obviously take care of edge through free agency. When you talk about cornerbacks, and I think you can say Caleb Farley will not be available at 26. I think you can say J.C. Horn will not be available at 26. I also think you can say Patrick Sertan Jr. will not be available at 26. You get to your crew there of Asante Samuel Jr., Florida State, great player coming from a very, very bad Florida State program currently. Uh, you're also going to talk about Eric Stokes from Georgia. Uh, you're also talking about Campbell from Georgia. Georgia has three cornerbacks in this draft. Uh, you're going to talk about Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Uh, Greg has missed a lot of time in his career at Northwestern. Healthy, had a phenomenal pro day yesterday. Uh, Afitu Melifanwu, uh, Obi Melifanwu's younger brother. Uh, he has safety experience, but he has shifted to corner. Um, his size, his length, his just overall body. The guy is a physical specimen. These become a lot of names probable at 26. Even if the Browns wanted to move down a little bit from 26, this is the same cast of guys you'd be talking about as possible cornerbacks brought in here for your Cleveland Browns. From Jeremy Majeste, if I mispronounced it, Jeremy, I do apologize. Um, yeah, maybe I did pronounce it correctly. At your majesty, what can we honestly expect out of Greedy next year? I still feel like drafting a cornerback in the first round, first few rounds isn't a bad idea, with especially how much nickel is now a base defensive package in the NFL. Jeremy, you're absolutely right. Um, you're going to look at Greedy Williams basically as a scratch-off ticket. You essentially, for free agency and even the draft, you're not you you can't count on him. You can't just say Greedy's our starter. Everything's you know boom honky dory because um, you don't want to fall into the position where you fell into last year. Terrence Mitchell did a great job, but then after that, you know you're talking you know <clears throat> Robert Jackson starting a playoff game. I believe with four picks in the top 100. I believe in somehow, some way, that's going to be a defensive lineman. Could be interior. It could be a pass rusher, a wide receiver, a cornerback, and most likely a safety is going to be within those first four selections. If they hit on edge in free agency, it opens up for the first selection very easily to be a corner. Um, and it's not that anybody would have a problem if Greedy Williams came in, claimed the starting job, and took the ball and ran with it. You would only be deeper secondary-wise. But right now, yes, with a nerve issue and the fact that this is something that Greedy Williams has been dealing with since the days at LSU, you certainly you know, are going to be you know, concerned going forward with Greedy Williams. From John Colosimo, is there enough of the right snaps available to take a flyer on a cheap deal for Sheldon Rankins, say six per year? John, that depends for me if Sheldon Richardson's here or not. If Sheldon Richardson is still here, you've got Jordan Elliott, you've got Billings, you're probably going to add one more defensive tackle. If Sheldon Richardson goes, then yes, I would say, let's talk a little bit about Sheldon Rankins. But until we know what's going to go on there, I'm not too positive one way or the other. From uh, Dino, uh, with extensions looming for the 2018 class, 
Where are we at on Denzel Ward? Denzel Ward misses time. We, you know, we understand that. It's not a mystery. Uh, we're not fooling anybody with this. But I have zero issue with Denzel Ward. I have zero issue with what he has done uh, in his time when he has been healthy. He is the number one corner of this team. I think he's the number one corner of this team going forward. I do believe you need to add some size on the other side because there's some matchups that are just don't favor Denzel Ward just due to the fact that he's a little bit smaller. He doesn't carry the biggest physique. But Denzel Ward is your guy. He is your number one corner. Get some youth around him so you're not putting a ton of money at to the position. But I have zero, and I mean zero, issues with the play of Denzel Ward. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Are the Browns in the market for a running back? Um, I would draft a running back every year if I had the draft capital. Um, you can always catch lightning in a bottle with the running back position. Uh, look no further than what went on with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Undrafted free agent, gave you almost 1,450 total yards from scrimmage, didn't even play 16 games. You're going to make a transition here. I doubt, even if you re-sign Nick Chubb, I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to be here for the 2022 season. They're not going to pay two running backs. It's hard enough for them <laughs> to get them to hopefully pay one running back, so they're not going to pay two. If you can get one in here that you like, one that you feel fits this <clears throat> outside zone scheme, is a good cutback runner, runs with a good low center of gravity, can have tacklers bounce off of him. This is the type of guy you want to get in here. I've highlighted a couple of names that I like. Uh, it's not a knock on Dearness Johnson. Uh, competition, you know, metal on, you know, you know, metal on metal makes players better players. Um, it's you know nothing's given anymore with this roster as talented it is with this team uh, hopefully having the capabilities is going as far as it can. Nothing's given. Uh, so somebody comes in, plays the same position as you, you're gonna have to fight for it. You're gonna have to earn it. With all that's going on. Uh, like I told you, I'm not sure the next time we're actually going to take a day off from Lockdown Browns because every time you turn around, uh, it seems some news drops. You know, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, I'm sure these guys haven't slept in days and probably won't sleep for another couple of weeks. Uh, so things are popping right now in the NFL. Uh, the hot stove, so to speak, which usually applies to baseball, the stove is extremely hot right now in the NFL. And we're going to try to get you as much information as fast as we possibly can and get you the best information. You guys know we live for the offseason. We love roster construction. We are on it. We are ready to rock. Make sure, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, you're subscribed and you are giving the five-star ratings and written reviews for Lockdown Brown. Make sure you're following your host, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. The at Lockdown Brown's Twitter account, follow back account. DMs are always open over there. Questions, ideas, and try to keep this uh, the communication with you listeners uh, as open as I can so I can get you know content that you guys want, answer questions that you guys have, stuff that I didn't get to on the show. You guys know I try to make myself as available for all of you as much as I possibly can. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll probably be back the day after. And like I said, I don't know the next day where Lockdown Brown's going to be able to get a day off. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.